You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more. Today on our show, I'm talking with Rebecca Bryant, talking to me from Long Beach, California. Rebecca, thanks so much for being with me today. Thank you so much for talking with me. Rebecca, uh, let's talk about what's going on, what's happening in, in your world now with your work. What are you, what are you working on or, or involved in? Well, it's been an it's it's been an interesting year. Um, I I one of the things that I do is I teach in a dance program at California State University Long Beach. Um, but I've actually been on sabbatical for this um, this academic year. Um, so a lot of the things that I'm normally involved in, which includes making work with the students, um, I haven't been doing. Um, so it does feel a bit like um, I've taken this time to, um, to, to be a field that's gone fallow, <laughs> um, to take some time to regenerate um, a lot of re, like refueling, um, et cetera, et cetera. But your sabbatical is, is, is this current is academic year or it was last academic year? Um, it's the end, the very, I'm at the very tail end of it. So I was off in fall and off this spring um, and just actually celebrated last night with some of the uh, seniors who are graduating, um, going off into the world, into, into this strange new world right now, um, mm. which um, I can't really imagine what that's like um, to, to be uh, <laughs> a graduating undergraduate right now. Um, yeah, so basically I'll, I'll be beginning to teach again in the fall, which means I'm doing my preparation for classes again now. Um, and, yeah, I've, I've, uh, I've actually, yeah, taken, I guess, in a way, a bit of a hiatus from, from actively producing a lot of work, um, which I've been relentlessly doing for many years. So uh, it's been... It's been interesting to not be in a kind of a hyper-productive um, process. Um, it has felt really good in some ways. Um, and, and now things are starting to bubble up that want to be created um, without me having to force anything, um, which is a rather exquisite feeling. <laughs> I love um, that. Yeah, and I say I think in general, though, in terms of like what is my work, I guess the best word for me would be that I'm a dance maker. Um, so I work with movement, um, but I also write and create video projections for my work. So my work is pretty interdisciplinary, and the process of making a piece, which is usually manifests as a live performance, has a lot of different kinds of elements that go into it. Um, and I wouldn't say that I'm so strictly a choreographer um, and more interested in how distinct elements come together, like how, how individual parts relate to a whole and, and bumping things up against each other in order to make meanings that wouldn't be possible with just using one medium. Um, mm-hmm. So that's sort of my favorite thing to do. <laughs> I like that. I think we should we should walk through perhaps one of the works, but I'd love to ask you a little bit more about what's bubbling up, as you said. Um, I love that term. What does that mean? What is bubbling up? What's um... yeah? I think right now um, the 
metaphors of nature, um, ways of looking at humans and how we interact, how we survive, how we heal, how we persist, um, using metaphors from nature to, to frame ways of looking at human activity. Um, one of the things uh, that I have been doing a lot of is, is, I guess I'll call it in air quotes, gardening. <laughs> but basically, I'm, I'm a, I have a black thumb, I think, or I have had a black thumb most of my life. But I've been really um, fortunate recently that I keep coming across little bits of succulents that have fallen off of a larger plant, like when I'm out walking, and I've been bringing them home and putting them in water and waiting until they sprout some roots and then planting them. And I now have all these plants that are really thriving um, that are all these, I guess, little orphans that I have taken in. And um, one of them is an aloe plant and it's huge and it keeps making more baby aloe plants. And so then I'll take it out of the pot and I'll pull apart all the little baby aloe plants from the main original aloe plant and then repot those and then each of those pots starts spawning more and more and and I've been thinking about that a lot like when you look at it in the pot it's like this group but there's also individuals and I suppose it's also a bit of a metaphor for like a teacher and a teacher is there like sort of providing like here's the here's the soil here's the container here's the environment and that all these uh all the students are then like sprouting and sprouting and then it's like, okay, we need to give you your own pot and space in which to grow. I love that. I love that metaphor. Um, so, and I, and I, and I like that process. I'm, I have a few succulents I've been planting lately too, and they grow remarkably fast and an aloe plant too. <laughs> and when, when these, when these grow like the aloe plant, they grow, um, when they when they kind of spread, it's like little aloe plants are, are coming out from the roots. Is that how it works? They shoot up right next to them? Yeah, it's sort of like, I feel like they they just like come like sideways off the roots and make their own roots. Like, or they mm. almost like they go parallel. I'm not sure how they do it. it. It does feel a bit like magic, all of it. Because one of the things I've noticed is that I've been finding smaller and smaller bits of succulents that have been broken off from another plant, like when I'm walking. And most recently, it was basically just a leaf. And I thought, will this sprout? Like, can, can I, can, through urging and water and, like, singing to it a little bit, <laughs> saying nice things, like, it, will it be able to grow uh, any kind of roots? And... It didn't for a long time, and then all of a sudden it did. And, um, yeah, that was, that was pretty amazing magic right there. Um, and it did also remind me, um, I've, been, I've been learning a bit about embryology, and one of the, thing, one of the stories <laughs> that was told to me about what happens with all the cells um, early on uh, in, the, in the organism is that the cells know what they're going to grow into, like what they need to turn into what specific kind of cell by their location. So where they end up being located 
gives them information about what they need to do, how they need to function, and, and their structure then is, of course, informed by the function that they're going to be performing. And I thought that was so interesting in terms of, like, maybe, like, a person existing in society and where you find yourself, like, the location, what you're in relationship to um, sort of brings about, like, well, what, what does, how do I need to be functioning? And then how, how does my structure support um, how I need to function in order to serve this larger organism that is um, my community or humanity, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I yeah, love that. So I like the way that's put, yeah. And so what will, <laughs> what will happen with that? That's a, you know, I love that process and what you're talking about and, your, mm. and also your, your research. Um, is it too early to ask how this will evolve into uh, a kind of interdisciplinary work? It's never too early to ask that question, I don't think. Um, but what I do know is that it always changes. <laughs> um, that uh, Usually I have little seeds of ideas and I go in and one of the great things about working with movement um, is that I'm usually working with a lot of people. I'm working with a lot of dancers. And so when I go into the studio, I'm asking questions and I'm planting seeds and then the responses and... Um, the ways that dancers move and play with that material and what comes out of what they're doing then starts to grow something. And, it, and at that point, it's like we're following, following what's growing. And then usually at some point, I'll have some kind of dream or a daydream that will frame what's been happening in relationship to larger questions that I'm thinking about, which are almost always political in nature. <laughs> um, and so, uh, yeah, at that point, then it's like taking material that we've grown and saying, well, what if we look at this um, from the standpoint of um, trying to look at gender representation, et cetera, et cetera, and then starting to craft what's already been made. Um, and one of my favorite things about working with dancers is sort of like giving prompts and then in those side moments when, they, when they're kind of playing or goofing around or something goes wrong, like that they weren't intending, those are almost always like the best nuggets that move forward in a piece, like because they're, they're somehow, um, they're not contrived, like no one's taking themselves too seriously in the moment of creating, like something else is happening, which is um, more spontaneous and and I hate to use the word authentic or true or anything, but there's something about that in there that it's like, um, it's really like creativity and it's, and it's really crystalline form. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, and is there something that you're working on now with uh, performers or other collaborators that's in process, or we could talk about something that's like recently been completed or from last year. Is there, there a project in particular that uh, incorporates any of the things we've been discussing? Mm. Um, well, it's interesting. I haven't been working with people, um, you know, because of COVID and the restrictions that we've had. I, I'm one of the people who've decided that I'll just be patient and wait until I can be in space with dancers again and that we can be close enough to touch um, because touch and um, 
physical contact in my work has like played a really big role and I use it generatively and, and in the final product of pieces all the time. Um, so I haven't been working with, um, with anyone recently, but the projects that I was working on right before everything kind of came to lockdown um, is a series of pieces um, having to do with skin and um, like wolf in sheep's clothing idea, um, sheep being um, the assimilated masses <laughs> and wolf um, being something insidious. Um, and yeah, so I was working on a couple of pieces, um, both of them trios and working with dancers in very, very close proximity. So um, a lot of times in a dance rehearsal, you might come up with something that we would call a phrase, right? Like, so like a series of movements all strung together. Um, and so taking a phrase that maybe um, we created out of movements from different dancers that like one person would be doing, um, we created those phrases and then had three people doing the phrase like glommed onto each other as close as they could possibly get the whole time. Um, doing the movement, which really you can only do in, in kind of its first created form as a soloist, but modifying the movement so that um, this creature created out of three people was doing the phrase of movement. Um, so that that's kind of what I was working on before. I like that. I like that. So let's just talk about a little bit about that more. So how was that? Was that presented? Was there... Is there video or other elements? How does that whole process um, that you've been describing yeah. get manifested? Yeah, that was a piece that, uh, that we made that um, I made with three dancers here who were students of mine, and we took that piece um, down to Quito, Ecuador, to be part of a festival um, at a university down there and we actually got to perform it three times once in Quito once um, in Ambato and once in Ibarra and um, and basically we didn't get to do all the technical elements of the piece when we were down there but we performed it again here in California when we returned and the piece has in the beginning um, a video um, which is actually from Russia uh, that was from a dashboard cam um, from a, a trucker that shows this huge, 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 huge flock of sheep uh, that the truck had encountered and was slowly inching forward as the, just this mass of sheep was, was moving um, and parting, like a sea of sheep parting for this truck to go through and sheep as far as you can see. So there's a small bit of that um, video that gets projected at the very beginning of the piece. Um, and then the lights come up on three dancers who are moving, crawling on the floor in complete unison, and they're wearing white um, and... And they look very much like sheep and, and move through as sort of three very similar individuals. And then they turn into that glommed together creature that I mentioned before. They split apart into individuals and come back and glom together at the end. And at the very end, as they're glommed together and moving, um, 
I project onto their bodies um, a animation of a walking wolf. Um, so it's quite a stunning um, final image that basically mm-hmm. these three that we sort of read as sheep in a way um, from the beginning of the piece, um, we realize that maybe what's underneath um, is this wolf. Um, and so it's, in my mind, it was sort of the, would be the first section in a longer piece, um, but it was what we could kind of make <laughs> in the amount of time that we had. So part one of what will maybe be an evening link someday um, of looking at assimilation and looking at um, uh, currents that might be right underneath the surface. And that was performed in 2019? That was performed in, in 2019. Yeah, yeah. And so, and so, well, wolf and sheep's clothing is it's so kind of uh, you know evocative of, of a lot of things. It, it, it mm-hmm. you know at that point there was um, you know all this all this kind of political upheaval happening. I mean, there still is, but uh, was it? it doesn't sound like the way it was presented relates directly to politics. Um, mm. Did you, did you mean it to, or is it a, a kind of broader notion of like, we could all be a kind of wolf in sheep's clothing or uh, does it point to kind of authority or government or mm. terrorism or something like that? Mm. Yeah, I think it's definitely more subtle in in the themes that um, were happening in that piece um, as it was performed. Um, What I was really, really, really interested in is the ideas of assimilation um, that are are sort of forced on people through uh, white supremacy um, and, and immigration into you know, society, you know, so like here in the U.S., what we ask people who come here from other places, what we ask them to do in order to be part of of society. So those were sort of the larger issues I was looking at, but I didn't feel like we actually like got to those in an explicit way in this piece. Um, And sort of the, the dreams are to make the the longer evening length piece be more explicit about that. And I was working on sort of the next section (laughs) of the piece um, that was going to be performed in Mexico. And that's when lockdown happened. And um, yeah, we didn't have a way that we could keep working, um, especially because all of the dancing was very close and touching um, so it just wasn't possible during lockdown to uh, keep going with that material. But um, what I usually do in my work is have some sort of text that is projected or um, pre-recorded, and so the audience hears someone's speaking text, or maybe the text um, is delivered live from the performers. And it's usually from that text that I make more explicit um, the themes that I'm dealing with. So this this piece that we've been talking about is actually what I would say kind of one of my more pure sort of dance pieces as opposed to the really interdisciplinary um, political work that is like what I've mostly been doing over the past 20 years. 
So that's a different turn. And, and this, this year, uh, are you planning on doing the, as you said, the evening piece or the, or the next mm-hmm. uh, portion of this? Yeah, I don't know what's actually going to bubble up. It, it has a little bit to do with, you know, what are the conditions with, in which I get to make work. Um, and it seems like there's possibility um, for us to do, for me to work with some students in the fall um, on some new work. Um, I'm not sure if the evening length <laughs> will be part of that. Um, yeah, just like logistics has been really interesting during COVID. Um, and made me realize all the things that I normally are have as assumptions while I'm working. Um, but, yeah, and I think for me a lot of times I work in, in series, like I make series of pieces that can come together into larger evening lengths later. Um, but that often happens, like I'll do a piece and then, Maybe, like, there'll be a couple of small pieces in between, and then I'll do a second piece, and I'll realize, oh, okay, like, this is actually part two in the series of that one that I started three years ago. Um, So I have kind of larger arcs through my work and then shorter arcs of individual pieces. And for one more question, what are you reading at the moment? Oh, gosh. I am actually reading several books at once. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, uh, the, politi- the Politics of Trauma um, by uh, Stacey Haynes, I believe I'm remembering her name correctly. I'm, re- I'm reading Resma Menachem's My Grandmother's Hands. Um, and both of those things I'm reading um, with other individuals and we're kind of workshopping ideas through those. But I also, <laughs> I'm also reading um, An Indigenous People's History of the United States and, um, and a book about birds that I can't remember the name. <laughs> There's one more, um, which is um, my partner and I are reading it to each other in the evenings, um, which is called The Stench of Honolulu by Jack Handy. Jack Handy of Deep Thoughts from um, Saturday Night Live, <laughs> if you remember the Deep Thoughts series. Yeah. Um, so it's just absurdity. Well, Rebecca, I want to thank you so much for talking with me today. I wish you well with your, um, you know, your process as well as the succulents you're growing. Thanks so much, Rebecca. <laughs> thank you so much. You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more.